0: this problem now uh, I, I do some social media for uh the black art and like uh <laughs> and sometimes i forget that my instagram is is on is i cause I do their instagram part of their instagram as well and i forget that instagram is on their instagram And so i open up uh um, the instagram because i want to look at like cute pictures of kids and like and or post a picture of my kid and then i see this <laughs> what the fuck is that? What am I even looking at? I don't even know, man. <laughs> Dude's got like dog prints
1: on his nipples.
0: Yeah. So uh,
1: was he in a fight? Yeah.
0: Wes. Wes reminded me. He's like, you should always make sure you switch over your Instagram back to your personal Instagram feed no and post your uh, the Blackheart Instagram feed because the Blackheart Instagram feed is a uh, kind of racy. I think I've, I think I actually mentioned this on a podcast not too long ago where I was like looking at Instagram. I was on the train with my wife heading heading down to a show, and uh, I pulled up Instagram just to look at Instagram, and it was like, and it was, I was on the black card feed, and it was like basically like a half naked uh, person, right? Um, and I was like, other people I'm, are looking f- over like, the I'm like, yeah, because yeah. basically like my, my, my I didn't really like want my wife to think like, oh, I'm looking at like pornography on my phone, like swipe 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 swipe, and it was just like you had nothing but like half naked people on my phone, right? For you know. <laughs> like that's two minutes
1: it's it's gotta be tough to be a woman because that's gonna happen all the time because you're literally just using your phone in a normal ass situation and you get a message on something and you open it up and it's some guy's huge
0: harry johnson yeah it's gonna be fucking nightmare it sucks yeah and women have it the worst man glad to be a man glad to be a man Up up top yeah
1: Live from McGillicuddy's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know.
0: You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but
1: She fucking fucking Billy Joel. She's fucking Billy Joel's a
0: fucking douche.
1: And when he's singing some
0: bullshit, is your kid upstairs from us? Rum Hams. That's all I got. It's good to be I, back, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. It's been a while. Tap them. Cheers.
1: Clink. Yeah, I have this fucking aluminum can. It doesn't make like a satisfying like auditory um, situation.
0: Have so, you ever done? Have you? Uh, Sorry, are you into uh, the AMSR shit? No, man. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it's a thing. Like people like will like jerk off to you. Like like me personally. Sip, like, well, <laughs> maybe David maybe Martin, sipping the not Coke. probably not probably specifically to you, but like no. if you can like if you can like glug and like glug 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 or like. Yeah, <sighs> yeah that's weird to me. Like you know, to no, each no, their no, own, don't don't do just don't say anything. Okay, just for the, our, AM, our AMSR listeners. Someone's getting getting off on that shit right now. That shit well, just right yeah, there. Yeah, they probably hey
1: mixtape probably already had their dick in their hands. Yeah, and then uh, you just finished it off. Fair. Yeah. Just,
0: how, <sighs> how did you how did you guys do without me this <sighs> last week? Uh, we did really good. I don't know. Did you? Is it better? When did it I'm right. gone? No, it's not. It's 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 different. It's different it's 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 fine listen uh (laughs) it's kind of bullshit you tell your kids when you get divorced no so luke uh luke brings a different energy to the uh to the podcast he's a loud energy (laughs) he does he brings he brings an intense energy to the podcast and i love luke and our listeners love luke a lot as well so So, uh that's great and we we love having him and and he'll be back soon we we need to figure out holy goalie, by the way next week um hopefully next week. next week so let's do it next week uh so we'll have probably luke on a on a try podcast next week but you know he's he's great. He brings his own perspective. Uh, he doesn't bring as much uh, uh, knowledge of uh, the teams <laughs> coming up as you do. Yeah, so yeah, that's, you that's, fucker. that's if you're listening, always, him, you fuck. Oh, <laughs> good to know. Um, but yeah, but he brings a different he brings a different energy, and that is great. And I think uh, you know, I think you know, we, I think I, I I'm the one constant on the podcast. I don't think I've ever never been on the podcast, which Just is doesn't, weird. It doesn't happen often, <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, but you you had you had a well a well deserved well earned like. What, how many years since you at last had a vacation with you just you and your wife? It's been, been almost a decade since okay. we got a vacation Okay, so you, it was well-earned, well well-deserved. Yeah. How was
1: your vacation? It was good. We went to Napa Valley. Uh, we spent a, a, a wild, um, sacrilegious amount of money out there. And uh, uh, we had some really great wines. And um, So you guys were on a horse at some point? We, yeah, we went horseback riding, and uh, we went touring on a. <laughs> he's, he's recording himself pouring a beer. God damn it. Um, Hams. If for a rum hands uh yeah we went horseback riding we went on a hot air balloon yeah i saw was that that's fucking pretty fucking cool, cool huh? yeah i'm scared of heights so i, I think <laughs> so i did okay how was that for you it's fine. Uh, i didn't feel like i was gonna fall out or anything um yeah it was, it was fucking awesome and now cool. we broke is it <laughs> now you're broke yeah yeah <laughs> Be sucking dicks under the <laughs> Queensboro bridge soon <laughs> that like. big
0: yeah that big smell schmargo uh salary hey didn't shut, take up care right. shut up shut <laughs> up all right. Uh, well, um, if you guys like the uh, content you hear each week, if you think you've learned a little bit more about uh, Minnesota United, uh, soccer in general, the Daves generally, um, if you just want to continue to enjoy the high quality of content and audio, uh, we're bringing to you on each and every single of these podcasts. Consider supporting our Patreon if you're not already. Um, if you are, consider con- upping your amount in uh, increments of 69 or 420. Um, you can do that at Patreon dot com backslash daves i know help support the daves that you know yeah it's easy it's very easy yeah it's 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 literally like the easiest possible thing you can do just go there and then give us money <laughs> so let's uh i, I don't want to spend a
1: ton of time talking about chicago i think that all the things i would have to say about chicago have already basically been scribbled in uh fucking uh, sharpie on the inside of every men's room in so, the country already so
0: so let me so let me can clear the floor for me for chicago for a little bit here so yeah let me get out so of the way. so me and anna so my me and my wife went to chicago <sighs> yeah <sighs> yeah uh, me and my wife went to chicago um well which is not it's not actually in chicago it's in bridgeview, bridgeview yeah. which is the fucking like southwestern Ge- suburb of, oh, of chicago yeah I thought, it was, I thought it was like gary indiana oh no no, no, no it's, okay. it's 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 technically in uh illinois okay. but it's barely um and it's uh yeah it's a in a shitty part of town um <clears throat> so we went so we took the train down uh we took the Amtrak down to columbus uh, wisconsin uh got off there on friday afternoon spent the uh and then so my wife's uh parents live in madison so they it's about a 40 columbus is about a 45 minute drive um to the columbus train station so her mom came and picked us up on friday afternoon uh, we spent the, we spent Friday uh, and Saturday morning in Madison with uh, my in laws. Um, it was gorgeous in Madison. It was like it was like 55, like perfect, like not windy at all. Like just a, just really awesome, awesome weather. We get in the car at like about you know one like little after one to drive to Chicago to, to Bridgeview actually um, to stay at the Motel Six. Check into the Motel 6, and then we're going to go to Bridgeview, uh, to, the, to the stadium. Um, we start driving Wisconsin. We get through Wisconsin into Illinois, and then Illinois just turns to shit. It's, it's, it's cold. It's rainy. There's traffic. There's literally traffic as soon as we get into fucking Illinois. Right. I've never driven to Chicago and not had traffic. I wasn't even going to fucking Chicago this time. I was just going to fucking Bridgeview. I was going like to the western part of Chicago, like a a very extreme, like you know, basically it's the fucking uh, Shakopee of 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 you know Chicago suburbs. It's it's forty five minutes away from the the downtown core, and uh, and yeah, we ran into traffic, and so we spent a good solid three and a half hours in the car, um, in traffic. On the freeway in rain, and the two things I hate driving in is traffic uh, on the freeway yeah. specifically, traffic generally, but traffic on the speed, and then in rain. Like I hate driving in rain. Like mm-hmm. it's the fuck. I I'd rather drive in like a blizzard than drive really? in rain. And so right. so yeah. So I mean, so I definitely like. And my wife was trying to navigate on her phone, and I definitely snapped at her once or twice about like about not. <laughs> yeah I've doing the doing the best in directions and yeah. i apologize because i was i was an asshole but it was also like just like these are the two things i hate the worst like i really just, just help me absolutely yeah. fucking hate and she's yeah. like yeah these are the two things i also hate as well i'm like all right good we this is a great relationship because we're no one is ever going yeah, to be back comfortable in this relationship Julie, um, julia used to
1: have a problem giving directions similarly because she'd always be like all right. And you're going to want to turn there. So, <laughs>
0: so yeah. So my, my big, my biggest complaint with, uh, with Anna was just, uh, we were coming up to, uh, I, I was like, what's the next exit? And she's like, Oh, you, I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it's basically like, you're going to take like, about four miles from here. You're going to take this exit. And I was like, okay. And it was, there was a, there was a left exit, which was actually an exit. Okay. And then there was a, a, just you sort of veer to the right. Right. Looking at when I looked at the the when I glanced over at her phone, it was veer to the right. Not take the exit. Okay, and I, and she was like, I was like, I yelled at her. I was like, y- I that was not a fuck. You want you didn't want me to take the fucking exit. You want me to just veer to the right. Not know. take not go to fucking Gary. Basically Gary yeah, Gary, and, Gary yeah. Indiana, and she was she yelled back at me rightfully so. And I was like, and then it took me a while. I was like, she's like what do you want me to say? I was like, well, I just I used What's my next exit, as like sort of f- like shorthand for what's in the next direction I need to go and, yeah. and all that? So, so we learned a lot about each other as uh, traveling companions. That's good. That's <laughs> in good. a car.
1: It sucks when you have time away from the kid finally and then it just doesn't go swimmingly because you want that time to be awesome. Yeah. And when it's not, it feels awful.
0: It, and to be fair, it was, it was it, like everything else was great. And I apologize and, and she apologized. And it was, you know, we, we figured it out it was like, okay, this is, we need to have a better. Uh, working language yes. about how we talk about where You're, we're going in the car. Like you, she doesn't that's she doesn't understand my brain wavelengths yeah, and yeah. she doesn't I don't understand hers. Like I'm just so anyways yeah, yeah every time but the, it was good it was, we le- it, was a, it was a learning experience this is, well that's <laughs> what i'm taking
1: from it thursday um i suppose tomorrow for our listeners uh is my 10th anniversary with julian Ooh. and we still have not gotten to a point in our relationship where if i say hey what are you doing next wednesday all right all hell's broken loose what does it mean next wednesday the next coming wednesday the very closest wednesday to us the one after that what does it even mean is it is, what if today's wednesday how does that th- we have not figured that out and we the next time it happens it's gonna come to blows okay it's i don't know it's it's like it's our fitted sheet yeah you ever tried to put on a fucking fitted sheet with somebody yeah we're you better
0: have a strong relationship yeah we're pretty so good at it by the end of that shit <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty well we're see here's the thing like we're pretty good at like almost like all those things like the fitted sheet uh we we, we do we with calendars we do like set, generally Sundays. we sit down and we do calendars together to make sure like what's going on or whatever um but yeah just driving and just driving is just stressful generally because we because neither of us drive all that much right yeah. like we we just got a car uh last summer um and we hadn't had a car for you know i hadn't had a car in like 13 years she hadn't had a car in like, like eight years so 10 like, minutes
1: into this podcast man we gotta
0: <laughs> i mean we don't really want to talk about this fucking game so we're let's, kind of steering away yeah, okay it. yeah so let's talk about the fucking game so Basically, uh, my my you know my relationship is awesome. Yours is also awesome. in Ten yeah. years—that's pretty fucking amazing. Congratulations. It's a pretty long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what do you want to talk about from Chicago? Because I have I have some thoughts on Chicago. From the, there, certainly weren't a lot of highlights to talk yeah. about. Um, can I can I talk about something tactically? Um, or am I am I burying a lead there? Let me let's so let me talk about the. Uh, the non-game stuff, and then you can talk okay. about game stuff. Talk about how's that, out, and then I'll, that I'll, I'll pitch some strategies. So uh, this is so Chicago is always a really great, like well-attended uh, road game. Um, we had I think almost 200 people last year not or two good, years ago. Not a good attendance by Chicago fans. No, not a, no. Oh Pittsburgh. no, 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 uh, We had all, we we had more. We probably had more uh, Minnesota or Minnesota United supporters in the sports section than there were like actual like section eight people in section 118 that that's, they have it's too bad it's not great it was like they're they're doing like uh you know um nessie like early nessie days like right when right after bill mcguire bought the team like early right, Nessie right. days like when there was like you know 250 of us that's yeah. kind of what they were looking like <clears throat> which is not great um obviously chicago has the whole situation going on with their stadium and moving mm-hmm. hopefully theoretically they're moving to uh Not hopefully. Theoretically, they're moving to Soldier Field uh, into the city, which would be good for them. Hopefully, get some exposure and because they're. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say about Chicago, they're 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 always an interesting team. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Um, So, you know, just going to point out from the uh, from the supporters perspective. Jesus, can't talk. so I didn't take the bus down. Uh, the, there was a bus from uh, from here, uh, a lot of uh, Minnesota United fans. There's probably about 200, almost a little over 200 Minnesota United supporters uh, that bought tickets through uh, through the Wonderwall, which is great. That's awesome. Um, they moved us from where we were two years ago. It's like section like 213, which is sort of on the corner on the, I want to say the northwest uh, corner. They put us on the southwest corner. No, sorry, southwest corner. They put us on the northwest corner. Dude, no one gives a shit. Anyways, no, I so, find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. So they put it. So we were in a section where we were on the the main level, um, and we were able to be really loud. They put us up in like the upper deck. So like think of like the of of Allianz Field, right? So instead of like being in the in the corner where you know it's on the all the main level, you're putting right. you're putting people on the upper deck level. Okay. Um, and then they split us into a one section and then, like, a third of a section where they had stanchioned off a third of a section. Okay. And there was literally, like, literally, there was, there was maybe, like, 5,000 people in the stadium on Saturday. That's so bad. It was bad. It was really bad. However, um, we got there, Uh, Anna and I got there a little bit later than everybody else, but, like, you know, we there was... So the nice thing about Section 8, Section 8 is fucking awesome. They're a really awesome support group. Mm-hmm. They raise money for uh, different... Different other nonprofits mm-hmm. every every home game. They have a, a fucking like rock, punk rock concert all the time. It's fucking great. I, you know, uh, buddy, there was like this, the, um, the, uh, message for this game was rock against racism. So there's a bunch of punk rock bands and you rate, they raised money for like selling t-shirts. There was a, a, a split scarf that was being sold that's awesome. um, yeah. to help raise money. It was, it was, it was really great. And, and they put on a really awesome tailgate. Uh, mm-hmm. The people in Chicago are really fucking uh, cool, like cool ass people who just really like are interesting and, and just mm-hmm. want to get along and, and chat with you. So that's the nice thing about, yeah. um about the, uh, about the tailgate. And that's pretty much, where the nice stuff ends because <laughs> number one, it was it was fucking cold, it was yeah. rainy uh, until like you know th- till the end of the tailgate, then the rain stopped, but then it was fucking cold and windy, right? And you know we're all kind of just like drenched and wet and cold. The soccer itself didn't, and then the soccer, yeah. and then there was the soccer. So yeah. why don't you if you want to talk about the soccer? Well, I, I, I don't want I don't want to break down moments and stuff like oh, that. Oh, absolutely! I, I want to no.
1: breeze through this, but what what I will say. I'll talk tactics in a minute, but um, I'll say that that bullshit that um, Francisco Calvo did. He was making uh, like, I don't know what you want to call it, sexual hand motions. I don't know what you want to call (laughs) that uh, in celebration with his new uh, Chicago Fire teammates. Um, I respect the folks who come down on the side of Francisco Calvo was better than we knew how to utilize him. I disagree, but um, I get it. But also when he does shit like that, I'm just like, yeah, good. Get the fucker out of here. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, I don't. I, I. don't. I don't. I wouldn't care if Justin Davis were still playing left back, and it was clearly a step down. Get this fucking guy out of here. So yeah, happy for him. I've been, Frank Calvo is finally in a place where he can really let his goddamn freak flag fly. Um, tactically, I've said this before, and never has it come to more of an obvious head for me than right now. We need an attacking playmaker. Darwin Quintero is. Uh, he occupies nominally this attacking midfielder type I'll call it position physical space on the field but that's not the thing that he's best at he he can work in tight spaces he can get around but he can get around some people better than many people on our team but what he's good at is making a run at a guy breaking down that 1v1 battle winning it more often than he loses it and putting the ball in the back of the net, he's better as a second striker who can run on to the to the goal and stuff like that. That's not what you ask, um, uh, Higuain. You, who, you know we're playing Columbus coming up. That's not the kind of thing that you ask somebody who plays that position to do. So I, I if you play, it's it, basically it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because you can play Darwin in that attacking midfielder role and ask him to do attacking midfield stuff. It's stuff you need, but it's not what he's great at. But if you ask him to do what he's great at, there is a huge hole in attacking midfield at the top of the box. And it really makes it hard to center the ball in ways other than running it up the sideline, kicking it across, and praying to your selected God. We are terrible at that. And we need a way to work the ball centrally earlier and on the ground to give ourselves the best chances Or, we need to commit 100% to being a counter-attacking team, which I don't think we've got the defense to reasonably do still, but commit to that and then we're always getting Darwin on the break we become Van- Vancouver a la 2017 we allow 80% of possession for the other team and then it's a full out sprint which by the way I don't know what Angelo Rodriguez does in that situation because he's slow as hell and his hold up play yeah. is no longer valuable but that's how you would make use of Darwin So short story we don't have an attacking midfielder Darwin <laughs> is not it and we've got a tough lineup decision to make every week on how we want to play it
0: alright 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 so you're, so you're advocating for Ibsen that's your stuff and words. So, in my ass. so there's no, no here. So we had a, we had a really. I we get what a, you're saying. But we had, had an Ibsen amazing. Was never a number ten. We, we had an amazing. Uh, I, I'm, I gotta pull up the, uh, pull up the fucking tweet. There was someone who was like, you know, the fanfic of uh, what if Ibsen was playing with Gregus and Schuler or Gregus and Alonso. Like, what if he's, he, what if Ibsen was just allowed to be offensive and not have to worry about playing any defense whatsoever? So he was. He was playing sort of that top, he Never did, anyways. Which yeah, exactly. But he, <laughs> but but here, but the problem was, is that we kind of expected him to play defense, even though like we, we know he, he was wasn't in a gonna play to have defense. To, yeah, yeah. But what if he's like we just we just tell him, no, 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 Gregerson Shooter, we got you, or Gregor's and Alonzo, we got you. You just go ahead and and create offensive shit and then someone's like create like create some fanfic around that. I I I I joked I sort of half-heartedly joked about like this that's just going to be the entire fucking podcast is us us like creating like erotic fan fiction of uh sh- like what uh Ibsen and Alonzo and Gregorsch could do to get to to each other and two opposing goalkeepers. Um it's going to be it would be very erotic. That's a that's going to be you know what to strike that. Um that's going to be a uh, Patreon only podcast. We're going to just do some uh some role playing. Some like erotic uh book on Bacante? Bacante? What the fuck what is was, that? What did you say?
1: It's book on tape. Oh, book it's on tape. some goddamn new like, I, thought, I thought you were
0: trying to say Bukkake I was like, "Okay, well, did Yeah, I, yeah did of Did I ever
1: tell you about that Bukkake car that I saw? <laughs> did I tell you about that? No. I didn't tell you about that? No. I got No, 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 no. No, no, it's, no it's, we're diverting. We're diverting take me 15 seconds. What's okay. No, 15 seconds. Please listen. Okay. I was in in line at Taco Bell in Lakeville, in, not in line in the drive thru and the car in front of me was covered in bumper stickers and stuff mm. that were all Japanese anime you, hentai bukaki. You did tell me, like, this, and yeah. it was graphic. It wasn't yeah. just like I like it. It was like pictures of it. Look at the yeah. fuck. What what are you trying to accomplish with that? Who are you trying to hook?
0: Anyways, yeah. Bacante. All right, <laughs> Bacante. Yeah. All right, so uh, so I'm, I'm actually gonna record some uh, some of the uh, Ibsen. Uh Alonso Greygoose. Uh whatever. I to be honest about that erotica for Ibsen uh, for, may for, for be a better uh, genuine number ten for the than
1: Darwin is in a
0: handful of ways. Yeah. But also that's a false dichotomy because there's sure. other
1: people other than those two people out there as well who can do what, better but, than. But Ibsen it wasn't never.
0: but it wasn't what it wasn't Ibsen in the ten, it was like Ibsen in like Schuler's role. Like so instead of like Schuler. No, because
1: Schuler has to play meaningful defense. Just don't don't fuck this up for me, man. Just let me in that, let me have this. In that three-headed midfield, Ibsen has to play the attacking role, and if he's not yes. playing the attack, that's the whole but point. That's not
0: what Schuler does. But that Schuler, but Schuler's not good at it. Ibsen actually could be good at it.
1: That's Sh- the whole point. No, no, no. Schuler Sh- is better at Ibsen at, at playing a sort of run around with your, with a chicken with your head cut off number eight role. That's not Ibsen's bag. Disagree. Anyways, <laughs> okay. All right, uh, <laughs> Ibsen, the famous tackler. You're Mo- right.
0: Moving, moving along. Yeah, let's move
1: on. So, so, anyways, that, that's my summary of the game. We yeah. don't need to talk about how ineffective we were. We took a couple of <sighs> shots. That was it. Yeah. Um, defensively, we allowed what you would expect us to allow. But um, when we parlay uh, into Columbus, I think Columbus's weaknesses. And I've said this before. God damn it, Columbus's weaknesses. I think align with some of our strengths in ways we can take advantage of. Sure. Um, regardless of how the attacking midfielders are sure. set up.
0: Yeah, I mean, my takeaway from the game, I just, I mean, I this was, I pointed this out on, on the on the Twitter feed. Uh, this was the most sober I've ever been at an away game, because bad I, week. We rolled in, yeah, we rolled in. Uh, so we we left left the kid in Madison. We rolled in, uh, checked into the, the motel six. The I thought I was gonna die at because it was in a really shitty part of town, and uh, you know, my wife uh, had to. Do the thing she needed to do, um, and uh, then we got there, got to the the tailgate, and I was like, oh yeah, like I haven't, I was I've been driving for three and a half hours, like I haven't had a beer or anything since. So yeah, so like I had a <laughs> couple beers at the tailgate, uh, and then. But the nice thing about uh, the you know SeatGeek Stadium at uh, at Bridgeview is that the uh, tecate is considered domestic, so that's only eight bucks. A, a gigantic oh, tall go. boy of uh, tecate is only there you eight go. bucks. So. That worked out well for me, but... Uh, I'm glad you could swallow a big mouthful of Bicante. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But, God, man, that game was just... It was it just fucking terrible. Yeah. It was so bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, United uh, News? Yeah. I don't really have... I mean, other than uh, Nicolas Gatton, uh, one player of the week from Chicago. Minnesota play, United is kingmakers. Yeah. He also played against Doing a Revolution earlier in the week, and uh, they also are the other kingmakers of... Uh, Player of the Week, doing a Revolution. <laughs> oh so. my God! So uh, yeah. So else. yeah, the Ford. Uh, let see, Ford Madtown Bro down. Uh, Luke and I talked about this uh, last week. They actually won their first U.S. Open Cup game. Excellent. Uh, they beat Bavarians two to nothing. Uh, As well, they should. Yes, and uh, they are playing uh, in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup tomorrow against El Paso Locomotive. So, I love I love the
1: ridiculous name appropriation of other
0: El Paso locals. Yeah, and then they uh, I think they drew with uh, Chattanooga away uh, on the weekend. I think two to two, um, if I remember from my in laws letting me know. Um, So my in laws. So here's the thing: my my the Chattanooga choo choo. (laughs) It's funny because my my uh, my in laws uh, did not care about soccer, even though my wife became a Man City fan when she was going to grad school in Manchester City. But then when we started dating, um, they came up to games at the Nessie, and they liked soccer. So and they they, they, it, yeah. they came. They they were actually at the uh, at the uh, MLS opener, the Atlanta game, the snow yeah. game, the snow the snow the snow opener. The snow opener. And uh, they now they're like season ticket holders in at Ford Madison. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's addictive. <laughs> it really is. Like yeah. these are like sixty five year old people. Like. They're getting close to retirement. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I, we love soccer now." I
1: hope when I'm 65, I'm still picking up ho- new hobbies because I can tell you <laughs> something. My
0: parents haven't picked up a new hobby in 30 years I
1: don't
0: know, since yeah. I was born, basically. So it's it, it's 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 awesome. And my my parents too have, have also the same thing. Like they have not passed since you take a stupid Minnesota and everything, but they. Um, they're coming to the Pride game on uh, June 2nd. and Excellent. Yeah, so it's pretty fucking cool. Anyways. I'm going to
1: make a quick plug for that like, you said yeah, no yeah, other no, no. United News. You know, because hey, you have
0: you have, uh, you have some TIFO stuff, right? We're doing TIFO for Pride night, um, Yeah, Take it June
1: 2nd. Um, if you are listening to this, we are in desperate need of volunteers, as we often are. Uh, this coming Sunday on the 19th, I believe the date is, we have shifts all throughout the day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, you can find the time that works for you. Uh, you can find the sign up uh, via any of the Wonderwall, or the Duck Clouds. They're sending out messaging about it, so you can find it on their timelines or on the website. Or you can, of course, go to at Offensive Loons on Twitter. And of course, I've been sharing it repeatedly. So um, please do You can also sign up for the next weekend, not this coming weekend, but you see, me and my wife are getting in the fucking fight about what it means for next weekend, <laughs> um, the weekend following this very upcoming weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we've got a couple of days mapped out there, and again, they're going to be nine to nine. Um, we've got shift all throughout the day 99 so you can I mean, find the, the time that works for you in the schedule
0: the same space from
1: from last same space okay. we did the opener so yep. in maple grove it's simpler no experience is required but we
0: need, it's literally fucking pay by numbers it's the easiest thing yeah it, it really is i like, mean for for the volunteers it is yeah, yeah. well yeah <laughs> not, for, um, not for you <laughs> no, but they, um but, please please please
1: because because if you don't do it we can't do it yeah and if we don't do it it's going to be a goddamn shame on pride night because we want to support lgbt plus and all of our marginalized folks that yeah. night and um uh we can't do it without you yeah
0: i haven't even seen it that the uh but we're and and i are trying to try and figure out a time where we can get out there and, and bring ragnar and just get out there and, and paint and stuff so please do yeah we've, we've got so. different fabric this time good <laughs> <Like> better fabric <laughs> Ooh, well, we'll find <laughs> out um so yeah so please yeah no again 100 percent. like if you if you support this team uh care about like the stuff that the Wonderwall is doing. This is like the best. This is this. It's not even the best. It's the simplest way to just yeah. to give your support. And it's a cool way to meet a bunch of new people. Yeah, so if you're d- like on the fringes and you're yeah. like, man, I like this
1: group. I like what they're about, but I don't know anybody. I don't know how to get into it. Man, we're in, we're in a, a room for 12 hours a day. You don't have to be there for, for 12 hours. You can yeah. be there for three hours. You can show up when you want to show up. Yeah. But we're there all day long listening to music and having beers and working on a single project together. There's no better way. To meet your new yeah. Dark Clouds TNE, whoever friends and family, then this way.
0: And You may or may not meet a Dave.
1: You'll certainly <laughs> fucking meet me.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm there all the time. <laughs> all right, all right. So okay, so Columbus. You you, you sufficiently uh, plugged your uh, yeah. Should okay. open
1: with that. Yeah. All right. Nobody's listening anymore. Yeah. So
0: we have we have Columbus coming up. Um, Columbus uh, crew. They are. Uh, they're on a. a Kind of a skid. I, I don't know. They're, Dude, they're on they're... a full on shit streak. Well, they won a game. They won their. They won uh, one game. Midweek game. They and won then, one. Game. And then they lost on the weekend. They've won five out of the. I'm sorry. They've lost five out of the last six. Yeah. Including <laughs> most of those at home. Yeah. Which kind of damaging.
1: Let me give you some other ones. All right. Yeah. Please I do. I got some other things.
0: Um, they
1: are technically are above the playoff line right now but um they're tied for second to last in the east in goals scored their offense has been
0: they were so the, like three weeks ago they were in first place in the in the Eastern Conference
1: the East is a weird fucking place it, it, these, yeah these, the, these
0: yes days. it is yes it is I I, I agree so um so so yeah, yeah the East is weird
1: Columbus technically has a playoff spot right now but um they're running way behind in goals scored. The team that they're tied with in goals scored, Atlanta, has fully three games in hand over them. So that's not even a pace that they're likely to maintain. Um, they have. There are still two better teams with better points per game, even though they're technically above the playoff line. So you know, on a points per game basis, they'd be well below the playoff line. Um, their vaunted defense from previous years is now third, uh, tied for third to last in goals allowed in the East, which is again not a great conference this year. Um they've lost 5 of their last 6. They're 1 and 4, 1 win, 4 losses on the road, which they're going to be
0: against us. We have to win, right? Yeah. I would say they're 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 tied for third. They are basically uh yeah, tied for second. Let's pull New England out of the the mix cuz New England New England has New England allowed 31 goals. <laughs> 31 um goals. but yeah, other uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a it's that's a that's a pretty damning damning stat. Columbus Columbus
1: is not looking good. You know, they could transition into something positive under Caleb Porter. I have absolutely no doubt of that. But this week, you know, you should enter confidence. Yes. But you know who
0: they're ahead of the team that we just lost to Chicago.
1: Chicago is on the rise. And and I'm not trying to take anything away from how poor our performance was against Chicago. Most recently, it's no excuses. But we had previously played absolutely neck and neck with great teams like your Seattle's and um, I forgot all the other teams that we've played all LA a um, DC it, right right so Seattle, so, yeah. uh, so so we looked at least competent for a while we need to turn those into wins but we looked competent um, but Chicago is on the rise um and and they should feel good about that so sure. but this is Columbus and it's one that we should win who's yes. good on Columbus there's only a handful of names
0: uh, i mean come on man uh.
1: how about Giassis artists is he Zard has just signed a DP contract extension with Columbus yesterday, so he is now officially a DP. Last year he was what a 20 goal scorer, right about there. He was, yeah. Um, this year, well, he's on four goals. Yeah, go, so yeah, go.
0: he's he's
1: not on the same pace. Go, yeah, going but, from,
0: go, yeah, yeah, going from um, uh, left back for LA Galaxy to. Uh, yeah, he was he was originally a striker, <laughs> he, striker for. Columbus, yeah, and yeah, no, and you're right. in Will Trap um, is a solid midfielder for Columbus. Um, he clearly, I uh, think so. Yeah, David Akam as was really good for Chicago in 2017. Chicago in lot, 2017. A lot of people were good for Chicago yeah. in 2017, <laughs> so, apparently. And then uh, you you mentioned him earlier for Fajigo Yeah. Uh, you know, he's also a uh, a good solid midfielder for Columbus. Now the question is, is like you know can they make this stuff work. In Caleb Porter, clearly they send out a bunch of players because they're not working with Caleb Porter and they're not working in his system. So um so yeah, so I I mean, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of I mean, there's there's I don't even I don't even want to say there's a lot of good pieces. There's there are pieces. Yeah. At Columbus R- right, right
1: now. Right now there are whole is less than the sum of their parts. Absolutely. And yeah. um the, the and they're underperforming. Yeah. Um one of the big problems with that is that uh and this was a huge problem last year is that as good as Josi was last year, he was the only good thing about the offense. They got no contribution out of the wings whatsoever. Uh and I'm talking both in terms of uh build up and and um assists as well as obviously you know, cutting in and doing some interesting things, scoring and stuff like that, um, it was all the Jossie Artist show. When Jossie Artis is not performing, which he's been mm-hmm. mediocre this year, um, nobody's stepping in to fill that place, and that's part of the reason that they've been so poor. Yeah. Um, their wingers are really poor, and I'm hoping desperately that what that means is this. We can push them to the outside. Minnesota has actually been one of the best teams defensively all year, at pushing teams to the outside and making them take crosses. Um, and that can be dangerous because we're not exactly perfect at taking crosses, but when you're forcing a team to cross, it's uh, odds-on a better opportunity because you're not allowing them dangerous shots from dangerous places as often, say from the top of the box, say in the box, things sure. like that. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's it's good, and, and, and when you've got great guys in the middle like Opara, you can do some cleanup in that, you can be okay. So if we can do that to them, if we can push them wide the same way that we often have, if we can have our midfielders really mucking things up, say, at the top of the box, of the top of Columbus's attacking box, force them to play out to their wingers, which are shit, we are going to stand a really good chance defensively of giving ourselves uh, a chance to let our offense make some points for us.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. I, I hope we do that. We've had yeah.
1: success doing it all year. Uh, we have, We allowed two goals against Chicago, but we are hardly an awful defense over the last month, say. Uh, since Calvo was benched Um, so I I feel confident that we can do that but the question is going to become we now have what one goal in four games scored what are we doing to get the ball centered and do something on offense their defense is poor this year the opportunity is there sure but if we're winging in crosses from out wide I don't my son's fucking team <laughs> stop us. So
0: yeah. what's the point then? So, uh, yeah, that, that, you know, that sort of leads me to, uh, like the, so, you know, Columbus. So Caleb Porter likes to play a four, two, three, one. Um, and he's clearly been playing that for a while now. And I just, I don't know. So we saw, so this is, uh, this is my Heath out rant basically okay, here. Here, here we go. Um, so I'll just settle in for a little bit here. <clears throat> Um, Heath for the longest time we just we railed on him for not being able to change whatsoever he just he did the same thing over and over and over again just banging his head against the fucking trash can and it was like okay well clearly he's not the guy because he can't fucking change and Mm. then he then he changed he put in a three five two like okay well oh great that's awesome Mm -hmm. fantastic good for you Really excited for you to see that. I'm hoping that that's going to continue. And then you know we sort of figure out, like, oh, he can kind of adapt. Here's the problem with Heath is that he can kind of adapt, and then he just gets sucked sucked into that thing. Once he thinks he's got it, then all of a sudden it's bam. Exactly. And then and then he's just like, oh yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the, here's how I'm going to beat the system, uh, win the game, do whatever. And everybody else in the fucking league. So yeah, maybe it takes a game or two to like figure out how to beat that. But then once they figure out how to beat that, once they figure out how to like combat your attacking, you know, your attack, then, then what? So this is, this is why, you know, everybody like yells at, pe- like, yells at people who are talking about, have been talking about Heath out for two and a half fucking years. Fuck you. Um, this guy does not know how to <laughs> fucking manage a game. Um, if you watch if you watch any, any European soccer, like almost every single coach, uh, at least understands, like, how to, like, m- like make changes in the middle of a game, right? right? Uh, most MLS ma- coaches, and I'm not saying all, but most MLS managers understand, like, oh, hey, here's the thing that's hap- – that here's how they're taking us – taking away our thing that we are trying to do, so let's do this other thing. And it doesn't necessarily always work. Like, that's an- – I'm not saying that, you know, it needs to work 100% of the time for he to be a good manager, but – he needs to actually at least try to do something different. Like right, right. if you were just doing the same fucking thing, if you're just banging your head against the same fucking wall, you like game after game. And then, and then you, and then you're like, Oh fuck. Okay. Well, I guess we got to do three, have two now. And then you do three, five, two right. game, after game after game, after game, change and get it. And then, they, and them. then, you know, two games later, everybody figures it out. Like, Oh, okay. Well, here's how we figure this out. And if you, that, that motherfucker can't. That motherfucker cannot uh, figure out how to adjust in game, and that, and you know, again, that's that is like the most damning thing about Adrian Heath. It's it's not the guy's an asshole. The guy's a the guy's a, a dick. Uh, so and it's Bill Belichick, whatever you, you want him as your coach, that's, that's fine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is that he has no idea how to adjust in game to someone taking away something from him. And as someone who has coached, you know, I've coached, I've coached, you know, little league baseball. I've coached, uh, you know, high school baseball. I've coached high school wrestling. You got to figure out. Like when someone figures out how to fucking take the thing away that you were planning on doing, you got to fucking figure out like your adjustment to that. Mm-hmm. And this guy c- clearly, clearly does not know how to do that. And, that is the most damning thing about Adrian Heath. It's not. It's not that he's a dick because he is. It's not that he's an asshole because he is. Um, it's that he has fucking no idea how to adjust mid game, yeah. and we just, we can't have that. That's that is 100 unacceptable. Unacceptable. Uh, and this is why you know I you know I've been driving that Heath out train for two and a half years. Um, you're all welcome to join to, to you know jump aboard. Yeah. Uh, the lounge car is open. Uh, we have rum hams. Uh, we have uh, 177 Pale Ale from Dangerous, uh, uh, you know Castle Danger. Castle Danger. Um, hopefully, maybe something from Summit relatively soon. So, yeah, join on, get on board the train, choo choo. I think
1: you said it. Do you, Do you have a prediction for this matchup? I caught you right in the middle of taking a fresh hot sip of rum hams.
0: I don't know, man. So, What, it, it, I don't, what do we? What What do you What do you expect that we play in this game? Like, are from we, we going to play the four three three standpoint? or the four two three one? Because I have no I fucking want, idea. What do I want us to play? or do I think we should?
1: What play? do you? What, so,
0: two, so that's two questions. What do you want us to play? And then, what do you think Heath is going to play?
1: I think we're going to play a four two three one. Yeah. Um. I think that that gives us traditional wingers, and I think that he's going to want to take advantage of that. I. Um, I'm going to say Because
0: Joe Bendix sucks ass At, at soccer <laughs> Big dick Bendix we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk We didn't talk about Who sucks for, for no, Columbus we, got... Joe Bendix sucks at soccer <laughs> Most of the back line Sucks at soccer That's fair
1: um yeah so so but but i think he's going to want to play with those wingers um and and again it's going to be the traditional like i'm here to support the fullbacks pushing high that that traditional for our team lately uh uh, situation there um even if we played a 4-3-3 i think that in practice it would become it would end up being played as a 4-2-3-1 um so let's call it what it is um i think what would i like to see i want to see a situation where we have two strikers of which darwin quintero is one of them we have a traditional two i guess i'm talking about a, f- uh, a four a four four two um yeah. but it's going to depend on the way that they on the way that they play our, our wide midfielders um need to be able to play more centrally uh and our fullbacks need to be able to work the ball centrally without hitting a cross there needs to be something that we can do on the ground more creative build up or more central build up in general um, I'd like to see us play a narrow game. I'd I'd like to see us clog the midfield, build up narrowly where we can, and uh, force them wide when they're on when they're on the ball. All
0: right. how the fuck does that happen with the players that we have? Well,
1: we're not gonna probably make any signings in the next two days. So <laughs> uh, with the players that we have, yeah. um, we're not a bad team. We had a bad game. Yeah, we're not an awful team. Uh, I think we have a run right now where we. Could be pulling better results than we had, but we also played. very Chicago is not one of them, but we also played pretty good teams during that phase. Um, I, my my reasons for Heath out have very little to do with Chicago. I want to see what the next five weeks. Yeah, look me like. too. I I want to I want to see what the next five weeks look like. Uh, I feel like the pendulum is swung in the wrong direction for us, but I also feel that that that's not our default. That's not the team that we are. The team that we are is back on the better side of this. Um, so so you don't need to say how can we succeed with the players we have. we can succeed with the players that we have we have in a modest way um we need to use them right all
0: right so <clears throat> the four two three one who's who's that the three two one i mean i think we all know who the, the, the four in the back are the four in the back are going to be who they are yeah. the one
1: is obviously angelo rodriguez you're not going to not play um you're not going to not play um i i
0: disagree i think that's I think the fact that he keeps getting playing time is just absolutely fucking You insane. disagree that
1: he will or you disagree that he should?
0: I disagree that he should.
1: Okay. I I believe the right things for Romario Ibarra to get time out there. Romario Ibarra yeah. I think was a huge part of the success we had in those you know, that that five game um, road trip that we kicked off the season, we pulled three wins out of. I think he was a huge part of that, not just in terms of scoring goals, although he has the ability to be a goal scorer even from a winger position, which we need because he's coming central. He's not just hitting crosses. He's coming central. Praise the Lord. Put Romario Ibarra in there on the left wing. I don't care who else is available. I don't care how many dicks Kevin Molino has sucked. Put Romario Ibarra out there on the left side and allow him to be an offensive force. What about
0: Ibarra and Ibarra? Like, why? I mean, why is is you know Romario at the expense of uh, Miguel? Doesn't have to be.
1: I I would rather say, I would rather see a Double Ibarra than I would like a, a Finley and a and a Molino. I think Finley had great um, chemistry with um, with uh, Roman Medinir. Yeah, I think he still could. I think he's a perfect guy for a super sub, especially because you know Miguel puts in so much effort on both sides of the ball, and, and you got to preserve his motor a little bit if you're going to do that. I think Finley could be a good um, sub in that case, or if you need to change a pace. Um, but I don't think it has to be. You start, you start Romario Ibarra on the left. You start Miguel Ibarra on the right. They're both different kinds of players. Your shape doesn't have to be symmetrical, though. You don't have to say it's a four-two-three-one and it's a perfect goddamn symmetrical arrow that goes forward. You shift. You collapse this way. You you pivot that way as a, a broader formation, and that's what you'd end up doing with that formation.
0: You keep having Angel Rodriguez at the, at the top of that.
1: Because I say that because I think there's no way that he's not going to be there. I think there's a 0% chance he's not there, but I think we can maximize what he can do well and, um, take better advantage. I think of better talent by having a double Ibarra on, the uh, on the wings.
0: Okay. Well, that, that makes, that makes a little more sense. I, I, I will give you, yeah, a little more credit for that. I, I think we need to get th- that fucker out of the, uh, and there's a question related to Andrew Rodriguez later. Um, uh, I think for Mario bar, should be starting up top and Rodriguez should be coming off the bench, but that's just me. Um, and uh, yeah, so what do you think? How do you think it's gonna go this weekend? Who's gonna win? Two to one victory for the loons. All right, I have a, I have two nothing to the to the loons. To the loons. This, for, this for is the last. So this is the last yeah. fucking time I'll be optimistic about the loons because Come on. also because Columbus is really shit right now. That's mostly it. That's a huge part Columbus of it, Columbus yeah. is, like, really shit right now. So. I,
1: honestly, I think Columbus is a better barometer of where we we're at, say, than Seattle. Because Seattle's a very good team. And it was also a weird game because they were playing with a lot of different players and stuff like that. Um, you have to beat your Columbuses. And if you can't beat your Columbuses, then you have no place in the playoffs. You yeah. don't deserve it. That's fair. So I, I have my eyes wide open for this that's one. That's fair.
0: All right. <clears throat> so uh, – with some that didn't happen. So last week's scores: uh, United beat Toronto FC two nothing. Columbus Crew beat LA Galaxy three to one. That was kind of a uh, interesting. Doesn't result. happen. Doesn't happen often. Nope. Uh, Montreal Impact went to uh New Jersey and beat the Red Bulls two to one. That's happening often. Uh, Chicago Fire beat the shit out of New England Revolution five nothing. Uh, foreshadowing. Uh, Vancouver beat Portland four one. Or sorry, one to zero. Uh, FC Cincinnati. Uh, after firing Alan Koch, uh, beat Man- Montreal Impact two to one. FC Dallas lost to the bread Bulls three to one bread bowls. I don't even know what's going on with you guys right now.
1: Uh, Philadelphia, just a brief skid. Yeah. Philadelphia
0: went to Toronto and beat Toronto FC two to one. Philadelphia is the best team in the Eastern conference right now. It's kind of amazing, it's you pretty- know. But this is not out of the blue. They no. have been rebuilding for a couple of years. Wor- they've made yeah. the right moves. They've steadily gotten better. They've stepped with, they've stuck with Jim Curtin, and and yeah, he's making it work. <laughs> Thick and thin, they've been with that motherfucker <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Uh, NYCFC went on the road and beat LA Galaxy two nothing. LA Galaxy uh, two losses last week. Uh, that's not uh, that's not what Zlatan wants. Well, no, uh, cl- clearly not. What did he choke, Sean Johnson? Yeah, New England uh, after firing Brad Friedo beat San Jose three to one. That's interesting a lot of firings and we weren't involved in any yep. of them LAFC goes to Columbus and beats Columbus 3 nothing that's uh, good for us coming up uh since they're traveling here Chicago obviously beat Minnesota United 2 nothing uh RSL went to Colorado and beat them 3 to 2 Seattle Sounders hosted the Houston Dynamo beat them 1 nothing uh, and on Sunday Atlanta United uh beat Orlando City 1 to nothing and DC United uh Sporting Kansas City we should we should spend some a little bit a little bit of time talking about uh Sporting Maybe not this podcast, but next podcast. But how they're not good right now, dude. We should have the tire DC fire United podcast. Beat, yeah, DC United beat Sporting Kansas City one or nothing. What is, yeah. So if you if you your tire fire rankings, I mean, I, FC Cincinnati is number you know number one right now, obviously, but uh, Sporting's up there. Got to be number like, in, in the in the in the three or
1: fours. They're they're not as good as they need to be, and, and honestly, I, there's five teams this year that need to be way way better than they have been. Anyway, that's, that's that's my hot take. That's your so your hot take. Very hot. All right,
0: uh, we have a bunch of games coming up starting tomorrow, um, or today when you're hopefully listening to this. Uh, so Toronto FC hosts DC United. I have DC United winning that game two to one. DC United two to one as well. Okay. Uh, Houston Dynamo hosts Portland. I have Houston Dynamo winning that game. Let's call that one three to nothing. Two to nothing. Houston. Okay. They're at home. Yeah, Vancouver hosts Atlanta United. Uh, I just really want Atlanta United to com- continue to uh, falter. So Vancouver one, Atlanta United zero. Vancouver plays a desperate
1: low block, um, but I see Atlanta United picking that apart two to nothing.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Seattle Sounders hosts Orlando Orlando City. I have Seattle winning uh, two two dear two to zero two nil. Yep, yep. Seattle perfect. Uh, LAFC hosts FC Dallas laFC wins that one three, uh, three one 5-0. nothing all right perfect Jesus uh Montreal impact hosts New England Revolution Montreal the Montreal impact wins that one five to I don't know one <laughs> <laughs> we, we. uh I've got them three to one we <laughs> cannot <laughs> overestimate
1: however how bad New England's defense is That's, holy Lord They are
0: really bad uh Toronto FC then travels to RSL uh on the weekend uh I have an RSL one in that one two 0 Toronto two to one. All right, San Jose, the resurgent San Jose hosts the Chicago, the resurgent Chicago. The resurgent Chicago. Well, uh, yeah. I have San Jose winning that one uh, two to what's uh, let's, let's call it three two. Two to one Chicago. Chicago's too good. Okay, look what they did to us. Yeah, Philadelphia hosts the Seattle Sounders. I have Philadelphia winning the Eastern Conference, uh, <laughs> and they win this game two nothing. That's your prediction right now is that they win the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia 2-1 to one over the Sounders. All right. Uh, we talked about Emma and UFC versus Columbus. Uh, sporting Kansas City hosting Vancouver. I have a 1-1 draw just because I really want to see Sporks uh, just fucking terror, like just, you know, platform.
1: You just want to see them lift that stadium up and carry it yeah. out of the state. Um, Vancouver 1, Sporting 0. Ooh, yeah, I know. Fucking A, man. You you
0: went even harder Mark than dos, I did, Marko Dos Santos. <laughs> He's the man. All right, Houston Dynamo hosts the DC Uniteds, uh, the DCU. Uh, Wayne Rooney's. Um, I think Houston wins this game. I think they win this game two to two to one. Yeah, I stopped listening when you said Houston at home. Houston
1: one, DC United zero.
0: All right, uh, FC Dallas hosts LAFC. LAFC uh, two, FC Dallas zero. I, I could never put LAFC down for only a
1: two goal game. I, I don't have an enemy. They're fucking re- amazing. Their expected goals are higher than
0: that. It's oh. got to be LAFC three, FC Dallas one. Okay. Orlando City host FC Cincinnati. Uh, let's go. Orlando City one, FC Cincinnati zero. How about Orlando
1: City three, FC Cincinnati zero?
0: <laughs> we both were with a zero. I uh, man, <laughs> I
1: was so I was so excited that Cincinnati didn't suck when they came in, and
0: now they're right about where they should and, be. Yeah, you they, they kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Red Bulls uh, hosting Atlanta United. Um, I have I have this as a 1-1 draw Yeah I've got New Jersey actually losing here Atlanta United 3
1: Red Bulls 1 That gives Atlanta a 2 win week for me
0: Yikes And then LA Galaxy hosting uh, the Colorado Rapids uh, The last game on Sunday The Rapids suck LA Galaxy has, has, has lost 2 games in a row I have LA Galaxy 5 Colorado 2
1: I have 5 nothing <laughs> <Okay>. oh, <wait. laughs> Colorado is shocking yes
0: shocking they can score some goals though on occasion let's, let's uh let's get at it man yeah all right finally uh so we got some questions uh you guys got some questions we got some fucking answers so john ulrich asks uh here's a question and i'm sorry if you've covered this recently i forgot and i forgot <laughs> you thought it was a french word yeah <laughs> it was forgot yeah I'm trying to, is, is that oh i just oh yeah yeah forgot sorry <laughs> i uh Browser wasn't uh, properly aligned. Is. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, I, forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Assuming the Loons can buy down Angelo this summer and bring in another DP, which position on the field would you bolster and why? David well,
1: Martin. I, to, I don't have to say much about it. It's got to be the attacking midfield. We need a genuine number 10, not a makeshift number 10. That doesn't mean Kevin Molino moves over. It doesn't mean that we keep running Darwin out there. It means an actual Federico Higuain-style, Diego Valeri-style number 10.
0: Okay, uh, I mean, I, I would argue that you know the left back position is is a place where we might, you know, spend I that, that money too. That. So, I wouldn't fight you on that. Um, you know, I I, I agree with you. At, uh, at an actual true attacking number ten makes a lot of sense. Uh, I would also argue that the left back position, um, having someone who can come in, that is going to take over that position, and then and then we have people who can challenge for that spot. If you yeah. for uh, if we're spending if we're gonna spend a shit ton of money. Those are, the, those are the two places that I would spend it.
1: The relative quality of player you can get on defense for the dollar is higher than it is. You know, you, you end up paying a premium for attacking yes. players. But if you only had $500,000 to sit on, I'm just making up a number now, you can get a hell of a lot better comparative defender than you can attacker. or for yes, that money. That's,
0: that's, so that's the point. It's like You you don't have to spend like DP money on a defender. You can spend that on... DP money is my porn name, by the way. <laughs> Um. All right. So Jesse asked, uh, "Does drinking malort classify as a form of self harm?" The answer Does is yes. Drinking malort classify as a form of
1: self harm. Yes. Well, I would say any kind of drinking classifies as a form of self harm. Have you ever had malort? Yes, you've made me drink it.
0: That's, not, that's
1: that's that's true. In public. Yes, I have. People saw me do it. Yeah. Which is a fucking mistake. Yeah. No, so I, yes, I, I think drinking and slashing your wrists are the same thing. As he drinks. He's like, I'm i so, I'm so sick of talking to this motherfucker, I'm gonna slash my wrists right now with a big big hot mouthful of Malort.
0: Alright, so Doreen asks, On a scale of free tacos for life to baby Ragnar's cuteness, how great was the that Minneapolis city opener? Uh you were you in town for the Minneapolis? Well clearly I was not in town. But, I was, oh, I was yeah. in Chicago, so I did not see it, but I did see the highlights. I, I watched the highlights and uh on a scale of uh, free tacos for life to Baby Ragnar's cuteness, was Baby Ragnar's cuteness. Honestly, Doreen, that's that's a that's a dumb question. Right,
1: if I had to rank it, having not seen it, I would say it is uh, a fine aged Mediterranean Guna Gouda <laughs> paired with an old French man serving it to you with a glass of wine. Huh. Huh? He's spilling beer all over you, fucker. Let's uh, move on to the I other question. Any beer? Um,
0: uh, but no, no, she has, she has follow-up questions. Oh my God, Doreen, come on. So, how much happier is everyone who watched the Grumpy Cats instead? I, I obviously, everybody, Doreen. That's come on. Don't rub it in. I was sad. Those, those, yeah. those, oh, yeah. I almost started drinking. You know, self harm. <laughs> and then uh, from Eric Silverbrennan related to Doreen's question: uh, If Heath weren't coach, would Will Kid get a look? He went to striker camp. I don't know who Hashtag is. IshaWatch Watch has at RSC spoken word. Who's um, a kid? He's a striker for uh, Minneapolis City. Excellent. He won't get a look from the the loons. Sorry, Eric. No. Uh, Eric, who has co-hosted this podcast before, um, but I'd give him
1: a look at his hot ass.
0: He does have a hot ass. There you go. Real kid, you have a hot ass. So check out uh, that kid's ass.
1: That doesn't right. sound good.
0: <laughs> it does not sound good at all. All right, so Brian Peterson asked, uh, why do we keep sending crosses into the second shortest guy on the team? On our team? It's not Miguel's fault. He's only 5'6". Miguel is, Miguel is short. He's a short man. He's shorter than me. I, I I can't talk about
1: it anymore. Every time I've been on the podcast, which has been infrequently lately, <laughs> my own fucking podcast, uh, I've said, hey, how about we stop hitting crosses? Yeah. That's... So the uh, –
0: I guess the, of course, the defensively way. the plan is really
1: easy isn't it? You push us to the outside. Yeah. You play you can play you don't even have to play a low block. You can play a low block. You clog up the midfield. You force us to the outside. You have to sh- and you, you have you
0: win. to you have to put in crosses. The uh I mean the thing is is that it's not they're not putting crosses in to Miguel. <laughs> they're or, putting it or in to
1: whomever.
0: They're they're theoretically putting in crosses to uh to Ike to uh um to Grey Goose, to Alonzo, they're putting in crosses to guys who are not who are not Miguel and Darwin Quintero. So can you yeah, yeah, is, is the whole idea of putting crosses probably bad? Yes. For our team, yeah, It doesn't play, to but our they're defense. not, they're not, they're not putting in crosses to Miguel Abara, no, like, no, that's no, not at all, and, and or and or Darwin Cantillo. So like, I think they're people, putting it into, I think people the box in general, yes, and hoping something, happens. especially like especially on like set pieces and things like that. Like they're not putting in those pieces, like they're not they're not you know shooting the ball into the box. <laughs>
1: Miguel again
0: okay. for Miguel, they're shooting the, the into the box for Opara or Brent Coleman or you know Young or whatever or Angelo, yeah. um, so. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a false question, honestly, but, but you're right. It's, it, it they are doing that way, crosses. way too much than, yeah. than they should be doing it. So, um, our, so our friend, Andy, this is, uh, Andy Schletz uh, uh of mags fame, uh, asks, uh, in it's, your Mad dreams. Mags. Yeah. Hi, mags in your dreams. What kind of player do you see honing his skills at forward MSC yeah, for, for Madison ripening and then being sold to premier league after a strong two years with MN UFC?
1: So uh, what kind of Dwayne St. Clair player, the, um, Dane, Dane St. Clair, yeah, a- um, uh, the, the path to the Premier League is easier for goal or has been easier for goalkeepers than for any other position in American soccer. Um, he obviously, I think still has a higher ceiling than most of the players that we've seen. Uh, you know, it, you can't say Abu Dunladi. Th- I think that, although I, I really hope that Abu figures out his health issues and stuff. We've, s- we've seen enough evidence to know that I'm not going to yeah. bet the house on it. Um, we've seen more of Mason Toy. I think we know what we're toying with there. Um, you know, I, I think that <laughs> guys like guys like Carter Manley, and Wyatt Armsburg, have given us some time to see what they can do. You know, so so I really I think the guy with the most uh, still left to prove that has the highest ceiling yet with the easiest path would be Dane Sinclair.
0: Sure, um, I'm gonna there's a so the, there's a, uh, a kid in the uh, Minnesota United system who is a I think it's a goalkeeper who's actually he's getting some time with like the U15 team. That's the kid, I think. I don't think it's going to be anybody that's in our system right now. So we have to wait for like 7 years to watch that pan out. Yep. I think so. Okay. Uh, I think it I think it's a it's a it's going to be a long time coming. Um the kind of player I would like to see, it, so it, a goalkeeper's not going to get a ton of money. The kind of player I would like to see would be like a dynamic uh winger you know, pseudo striker kid who can play like in a 10 or on the wing or whatever. That's the kind of player that I would love to see Minnesota United develop in the system and then send to Madison or in honestly, like, I think, you know, the whole, the other thing is that I think we're going to have our own, um, USL two team probably in the next couple of years, that would be like where they develop and they play some time and they get, then they get some time. You know, with mm-hmm. Minnesota United, and then they get sold off to, to uh, somewhere in Germany or you know, or you know, the English Championship or something like that. So yeah. that's the dream. Yeah. So, uh, Birdman, any weather asks, can Miguel Labara be our left back? No, he could. So here, here, I mean, no. Yes, yes, he can. He can. Should he be? No. Yeah, I feel the same way about that as I feel about
1: Darwin playing a number ten. Darwin may be the best number ten on this team, but it's not his best position. Um, it is possible that Miguel could be a very succ- a, a compare a, a better left back than many options we have at left back, but it's not the best way to use Miguel, so I don't think
0: we should. Yeah, exactly. All right, Rodrigo asks. My question is: Angelo has scored four goals this season. Is that ye or nay? Is he underperforming? F-
1: fucking Jesse's art has just signed a DP contract he's sitting on four goals this year right yeah I, I i think that you have to it's not just the number four you have to consider the trajectory as well he he you know started slow and started to get hotter um and started to get more time so i think that they're going to pay attention to that trajectory and say okay you know he's done ba- but now of course we're on a four game streak where we've scored what, one goal so um i think the other thing that's tough is that angelo's value is so much off the ball um, I think, personally, you need a striker who can put the ball in the back of the net. I don't, I don't give a shit how much he can do. Hold-up play, uh, he can pull guys around with, with clever movement. All that stuff is very important, but you still need a guy whose finishing doesn't let him down, I think his finishing lets him down. But yeah. he does do those other things increasingly well. I don't think he's elite, but he does them better now than he has for us ever.
0: Yeah, so I, I saw uh, Bruce uh, DeNord posted a, uh, a stat basically that after 11 games – Last year and this year, he has scored the same amount of goals, mostly the same amount of time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what that means. That it's he clearly he clearly plays in a in a, a different way than say Christian Ramirez played, Certainly. and it, that is clearly the way that Adrian Heath wants this team to play. Now, if you know projected over a thirty you know four game season, that's twelve goals or something like that. That's double digit goals. Now, you know, Christian Mears has scored 20 plus goals um in his in his past and uh so I guess we're expecting about 12 plus 12 13ish goals for Angelo for the season. Right. I guess uh, my question here is that um why is that so why is Angelo and, and that and he is not a we don't have a like-for-like replacement for him, so clearly yeah. it's 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 either him or it's a different system. Yeah, yeah. And why yeah. is it so important that Angelo is part of that uh, for Adrian Heath? That is, I guess, my biggest question. Yeah, he's one of his guys. Yeah, yeah. and okay. he clearly wants to, he wants it to he wants it to be going through Angelo in in some sort of you know system, and whether that's the four-two-three-one or the four-three-three. But clearly, everything is going to like sort of feed through. Through Angelo, and I guess I just don't understand the uh, infatuation with. With Rodriguez. So I,
1: well, I don't think I don't think there's an infatuation there because Rodriguez did not start every game. Rodriguez has spent plenty of time coming in as a sub this year, so I, I don't
0: think that he's absolutely dead set on it. Now he, got, he didn't he, start every game last year too, though. Like he, he's basically played about. Well, the, so it's not in, an infatuation. In though. the eleven games this year versus the eleven games he played last year, he's basically played about the same amount of minutes. Right, but that he is, started. He started more games this year. He so he has he's played more minutes this year, but he has the same base the same basic stats. I don't, I guess I. I guess the the question I have is like, what do we expect from him? Do we expect for him to, uh, to prosper uh, at at the uh, at the MLS defenders, which clearly Maybe, he hasn't know. done. And at what point then do you pull the do you pull the the, the, the pull the rug out of well, it? Because it's again,
1: he hasn't been the exclusive starter, so I think I think clearly heath recognizes when he go when he's. In a funk or when he's he's not the right guy to start or he believes he recognizes that. He's not been an exclusive starter. Um, I also think that, um, what, you score 13 goals in a year. We keep talking about it like we're ready to lynch the guy. 13 goals is not an elite striker total. It's also not absolute dirt piss poor. He's a mediocre striker. Who he scored d- 8 goals.
0: What? He no, you, know, you said
1: he's on pace if he continued this pace oh. through the course of the year to score, what, 13 goals. If he did that, if he actually maintained that pace and he scored 13 goals, that is not a guy that you need to hang out to dry, but it's also not a DP. And that's just it. I have, I think that nobody has any idea how to talk about him or accept him as what he is, which is a mediocre dude who can, when he's plugged in, do some good off the ball stuff because people don't visualize that. They see the counting stats, they see he's mediocre, they see he's got a DP tag, and they hate it. There's plenty of better options than him out there. I'm not trying to defend him or say he's elite, but I also think that people hate him for all the wrong reasons.
0: He's mediocre. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's fair. He's yeah. mediocre. Yeah. All right. So, our question of the week um, we have a uh, uh, Do we have questions of the week? We do, know, uh, we this do? week we do. Uh, okay. So, Sean Raybull asked um, How do I avoid shitting my pants when I propose to my girlfriend later this week? And the follow-up question is, "What happens when if I do?" So, I want I want to start this off. Let's let's not answer this question right away. What? How did you propose to your 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 future wife? I'm gonna try. To, I, I can tell you mine. I, I don't have to tell you
1: this whole story, but 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 what I will tell you is this. I when I was when I was in middle school, I wanted to become an English teacher. It's what I wanted, and then I followed that shit through through high school, uh, all the way through college. I got a degree in English education, and I actually got a call. I was so good at it. It sounds like a, this is a really douchey <laughs> thing to say, but I was good at it. And um, I actually got a call from a high school in Minnesota that I never applied to that said, hey, we heard about you. We have an opening. Do you want this job? I didn't even apply to it, and um, I and uh, that's that's unheard of because teaching jobs are so rare and so hard to find, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I know, my um, friends uh, are teachers. Right, right. So and I was and it was a full time job, a ten track, all this stuff, and they're just giving it to me. And I'm like, holy shit! And I, I looked at it and I thought about it then, and I thought, God damn it, I've been dating Julia for a few years now. She's not gonna have anything to do in that town. It's a town of 500 people, and I said no. And at that moment, I knew what the hell am I doing, why better get this girl a ring, because what else am I doing then if I just changed what what had been my goal my whole life so I went and I I got as much credit as I could which is very (laughs) little and I got the biggest ring that I could which was not very big and I drove up to Fargo because we lived apart and we spent a whole day together which we rarely got to do that summer we didn't get to see each other that that much and we spent the whole day together whining and dining and goofing off and just having fun and one of the things that we did was we went to see a movie in the movie theater and Julia loves scary movies so I took her to see a scary movie and the scary movie the plot of the scary movie was based basically this couple goes to one of their friends weddings and has this whole weekend planned out at a cabin and stuff while they're out for this wedding traveling and he's going to propose to her out of this weekend and he does and she says no and then they just have to spend the world's most awkward weekend together in a cabin, <laughs> except they both are getting murdered in the cabin, as it turns out. So I'm watching this that day, knowing I'm going to propose to her, thinking, ah, what the fuck? What if I ask her to marry me? She says no, and then we both get fucking murdered. And then so I did it, and later that night, we were just alone, we are on a river walk, and I got down on a knee, and I did the thing, and was, she, there was no question. She just said yes. It wasn't like, a, well, let me think about it. And so, uh, and now 10 years... Tomorrow
0: There you go So what was your story Um, So I had just got laid off From uh, from a job Excellent uh, I've been dating Anna For about three months That's
1: the right amount of time
0: And uh, I was Fuck I got So I just got laid off From this job I got fucking hammered So far so good Yeah And I just said Hey We should get married <laughs> She said yes She's like Are you serious I'm like Yeah Talk to me in the morning and, uh, in the morning she was like, Hey, you propose. I was like, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she was, she and she was like, are you, you sure? With, you sure with that? I was like, yeah, I am a hundred percent. She's like, all right, I accept, but I'm going to propose to you when I am fully ready to get married. So I said, okay. Wow. And then, oh, yeah. uh, it was about, uh, about nine months later I think. oh so
1: she she didn't even jump right on
0: that she, oh no, you know, no, no, she no no she let so, it marinate yeah no so yeah so uh, yeah i just i just so i just well, i said I was like, i'm gonna marry you like you're the guy. you're the you're the best person's ever you know best <laughs> things ever happened to me i
1: just um, i just told the story where i laid aside my life's dreams and shit
0: <laughs> and you're out here like
1: i was drunk and
0: <laughs> well no but i was like but no but she was the best thing that ever happened to me so i was like oh yeah no whenever you are ready then you know we can we can start this thing, and then she's like, "I'm gonna propose to you." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Uh, and then uh, um, she get down on her knee. No, it was, it was about a year after. So it was about so we started we started dating like right after Halloween and 2015. I don't know. Um, about a year after that, she proposed to me on the Deathloon Express up to up to nessie was i on the bus when it happened you might you may have been (laughs) or no she she proposed me on the bus before everybody got on oh okay she's like oh get on the bus i was like okay get on the bus and then just then she she proposed to me then as well so reciprocated proposals and that is when i was like okay she so i was i yeah so we'd wow yeah, it was a, a, it, was a it was a Express. whole Definitely Express. That's the yeah. That's why it's a uh, the soccer thing. It's kind of a, a really important no thing shit. for yeah. us. So, well, anyways, idea. um, so the question, so Sean, um, how do you avoid shooting your pants when you propose to your girlfriend later this week? Just don't shit your pants, man. That's pretty easy, right? Just um, or take a shit before you propose. I think that's key. Yeah, that's you yeah, evacuate your bowels before you uh you get on your knee, and so, then I'm not sure how you're how you're planning on proposing um but she's probably if 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 you're probably you're planning on proposing she's probably gonna say yes most women are are pretty attuned to uh and men yeah i feel like are are attuned to like yes i feel
1: like you'd only shit your pants if you felt like you were on edge about the answer it can still be a nerve-wracking moment even if you think you know the answer but yes
0: i mean i guess if you have diarrhea probably maybe like hold off (laughs) for a day or two that's going to be his story in 10 years. How do you propose to your wife? Well, I got down on one knee and went, yeah. will you marry? All right. So, so in the, in, in the theoretical where he proposes uh, and then he then shits his pants, what does he do? I mean, you, I think, fe- I feel like you fucking own it. Just, just sit there. I feel, so there's no running from this. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you get down on a knee Yeah. and then you shit your pants as you're holding the ring. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you do? I I, mean, I, I said I, I'm just I'm I'm waiting to you say yes. Okay, I think And I, if you say yes, then I'm then I'm, I'm like I'm like t- giving you the ring, and then I'm fucking bolting to the bathroom. That's what I'm. I, th- doing I think you. you hold. I think you
1: try to play it into it. I think you hold out the ring, and it starts happening, and you say, "My love for you is like a flowing river." My love for you is like a gust of wind. My love, and you start getting poetic about my it. My love for you yeah. is a is
0: a is a tundra of shit. <laughs> I felt like mine was more poetic. Than That's it. fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um. So Sean, good uh, luck, Sean. C- yeah. Good luck. Congratulations. I think you. I think you're gonna probably be fine. Uh, I'm not. I'm not worried about you. If she, your pants. if she says no, you send her my way. What? <laughs> i don't know what that means yeah no sense like send her like, send all of her, her personal information our way we'll fuck her up we, you know whatever um, i heard you're available yeah <laughs> no but uh you know it's gonna be awesome dude good uh, luck man yeah marriage is the best thing and ever it's and then fine. kids is the second best thing ever it's fine but whatever so all right <laughs> we're at the end now uh you can always find us at dave's dot uh, at T D A K M N on twitter me at Texas R. Martin at Offensive Loons. That's Town girl. She been living here be in a me world. Me me
1: me meow, me me meow. Me me meow, me me meow, meow. I don't know what the words are say. Don't try and work it out. Because we both know
0: we can't do nothing. Think, Long as you do yours, land here, become free, hun. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our things, son. Through the act, we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we do our thing, Do it, we do it, we do our things, son. will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our things, son. I can't do, I can't do, I can't do nothing at all. all right? Yeah, I know we
1: can't do nothing at all. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I can do nothing at all. I know can't do nothing at all. Right? Can't do